Welcome to Epiphany with Tiffany, a podcast that explores the deeper meaning behind the clothes you wear and items you own and how to work with the energy of the cosmos to make powerful shifts in your life, home, and wardrobe. I'm your host, Tiffany. I'm a holistic life and style coach and personal stylist with a deep love for fashion and a firm believer of the life-changing power of energetics. Tune in each week for an illuminating discussion designed to shift your frequency and connect your environment to your soul. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I have another special guest interview episode for you today. This time it is with one of my clients, Lily Fanock. Lily and I worked together last summer and I brought her on the podcast to talk all about her experience working with me. Lily is a truly beautiful and vibrant human being and soul. She works as a Reiki practitioner and intuitive guide, and she helps mission-driven women step into their unique light and embody their spark. She uses a combination of nervous system retraining, soul expression, and the healing powers of nature in her work, and working with her is a process of deep self-exploration and discovery. I met Lily, like I mentioned, last summer. She reached out to me to do my energy restyling package, which is my signature styling package I designed to help reconnect you to your personal style and identify the areas in your wardrobe holding you back from showing up like your best self. In this episode, we walk through the entire process with Lily and how the experience was for her. We learn a little bit about her background with chronic illness and her relationship with her body and how that held her back from connecting to her style for a long time. I can definitely relate to parts of that story because chronic illness and body image concerns and issues have been a big part of my story as well and what I see time and time again with many of the clients I work with. We also talk about how that led her to making a shift to accept and celebrate her body now rather than waiting until her healing journey was complete, which I think is such an important part of the process. And I really am so inspired by the way Lily was able to make that mindset shift. We discuss how we co-created a personal style for Lily that really reflects her lifestyle and daily routine, and it also stretches her in new ways, but in a way that feels realistic and authentic to who she is at her core and her essence as a soul being. The emotional triggers that come up during the process of working with me is something we also talk about on this podcast episode. It's definitely a challenging part of the process, but provides such an opportunity for healing, letting go of having a perfect relationship with our bodies and just accepting the messiness of the ups and downs of feeling good in our skin one day and maybe not feeling so good 
the next. Lily speaks about this so eloquently, and I was so inspired to hear her share how that part of the process came up for her. We look at what her personal style is like today and how her dialogue with her wardrobe shifted since we've worked together. And we also talk about her work as a Reiki practitioner and intuitive guide. She works with clients in such a unique way. And we talk about how she incorporates nervous system retraining to help clients build safety within themselves so that they can heal or even just take the first step. All in all, such a powerful conversation with Lily. I am so thankful at how open and forthcoming she was with sharing and detailing her experience. If you are curious to learn more about my energy restyling package, please visit my website, epiphanywithtiffany.com, and you can go to my services page to book a free discovery call if you want to chat more about the process and if you want to see if it's a good fit for you. I will also share in the show notes where you can find Lily. Lily is on Instagram and Telegram. There's links for both in the show notes. I didn't even know what Telegram was until Lily told me about it. I guess that tells you how much I am really a millennial slash Gen X. I'm on the cusp of both those and just not in touch with some of the more recent social media platforms. But that's an aside. This conversation is really a deep dive, and I hope you get a lot out of this episode. Lily, I love you so much. Thank you so much for bringing your heart to this episode. And now I will sit back and let you enjoy my conversation with Lily Fanock. Hey, Lily. Hi, Tiffany. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you? I am doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this. Yay. It's so good to see you. It's been a minute since we've been on Zoom, but I think we're in the room that I recognize from last summer when we worked together. Your closet is to <laughs> your right, I believe, that door. Yes, yes you I, are I correct. It. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I definitely would love to talk about working together with you, but to start with, to kind of break the ice, I thought it would be fun to do a few rapid fire questions if you're up for that. Yes. So of people course. can get to know you a little bit more. So to start with, can you share five words that describe you that come off to the top of your head? Yes, of course I can. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, let's see. I would say, well, actually I'm thinking back to when we worked together. Cause I remember that was one of your questions on our, on our sheet. And I said, adventurous. I think yep. that still holds true. Definitely. Um, adventurous. I said whimsical because I think that really kind of encompasses my spiritual spirituality kind of aspect of myself and my business. Um, I would say maybe this is something I'm working towards, but grounded. I mm. I love the idea of being grounded and I think that I can embody that at times, but it's something that is important to me. And I know you incorporate a lot of grounded rituals into your daily routine, which I would like to get into too. But yeah, that's yeah. a good word for you. Thank you. 
Um, explorative. That kind of goes along with adventurous, but that's kind of a core piece of me is just exploring different things and trying things on for size. And I think for the last one would be probably kind. I that's another thing that I as a like an Aries, like really fiery energy. I <laughs> I am a really kind person, but I'm also like kind of for, very like driven and like forward focused. So that's another thing that I am intentional around. Oh, I love that. And I love that the words you picked are intentional for where you're at and where you're going, what you're working on. I do have the five words that you picked from your questionnaire that I wrote down. And some of them are the same. You had adventurous, vibrant, which I do think is that blending of Aries sun energy, um, with just kind of your adventurous, uh, personality, you had determined intense, earthy, whimsical, spiritual with slashes. Cause it was all three. It was hard to pick. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I love those words. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love my picks too. Yeah. Intense and determined are definitely a core, core pieces of me as well. So that's great. And the determines also the Aries sun energy for sure. So what is your favorite time of day? Is it morning, evening, afternoon? What's your favorite time of day and why? You know, I think the two ends of the day for sure. I would say if I had to pick one of them, um, probably the evening. And I'm kind of becoming more tapped into that time because I think I used to really uh, kind of skip over that and really just like, work all night and then kind of go to sleep. Like I didn't really have like that juicy evening kind of ritual and routine, but I'm starting to incorporate that into my, into my days now. And I find it really rewarding. So I think that that early evening is really great. I, I think I love it most because I love sunsets too. So I love being outside during that time or, um, doing some of my own like self-study doing like my exercise during that time. It feels like a cat for me. I love that. I think that so many of us focus on our morning routine that Mm. then we often neglect having an evening routine or evening rituals to look forward to. And so it's really nice that you noticed that and, and started incorporating some rituals. What are, so what are some of the rituals you mentioned a couple sunset watching and what else do you like to do on the daily that, that makes you feel really good? Yeah. So I, I live in an area that I'm really lucky to have access to nature really close by. So I love to, if I have um, the availability or the time, I'll go to like a nature preserve that's close by and I'll do like a phoneless walk where I just, we have a lot of beavers and like moose and like really amazing wildlife really close to my house. (laughs) So I can... I can have that at my fingertips, which is amazing. And so I like to take advantage of that whenever I'm able. And I also have a lot of mountains near my house, so it's just really beautiful. And so, yeah, outside time is is a pillar, I would say. And then I also, I'm, I'm a part of a membership called the Spring to Life membership. It's a Pilates membership. And I love doing Pilates at that time because it really kind of switches gears for me and puts me into that kind of parasympathetic, okay, I'm done with the day kind of mentality. So I love doing my Pilates at that point. And some of my self-study too, like I, 
I'm always kind of learning and doing other like courses on the side to support me personally and also my business. So I like having, you know, that half hour in there to like do some content related to the stuff that I'm learning about right now. I'm learning a lot about pleasure. And so that's like a little juicy cherry on top. (laughs) I'm perfect right now with Venus and Taurus for a little bit. I love it. And, and, um, you're talking about Caitlin Sullivan's Pilates program. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I'll have to check that out. I love Pilates. It's such a great exercise. It sounds like a good, well-balanced evening routine. You have, it almost sounds like a lot of people's morning routines, but bookmark towards the end of the day. Um, I love that. Tell me about speaking of style, your, well, we haven't spoken about style yet, but we're about to (laughs) tell me about your daily uniform. Like what you like to wear. Do you have any pieces in your wardrobe that you find yourself gravitating towards on the regular or just like an everyday style? Sure. Yeah. So I work from home. So I think that's, that's a good point to mention because I'm not always kind of going out. So I like to dress for work regardless of, you know, the fact that I actually work at home. (laughs) Um, so I usually do kind of like a simple outfit for like a typical work day and it's kind of what I'm wearing now. So just like a blouse and either jeans or like a pair of loose pants. I really like loose pants, like ones that are kind of like a drawstring at the top. And you actually, you introduced me to those kind of like a straight leg, like um, like a fabric, not like a jean. Um, so I really, I gravitate towards those for my work days because I do a lot of computer work and they're just really comfortable to be in, but they also aren't leggings or sweatpants. So it just kind of like ups, ups yes. it a little bit for me. I love that. Cause the work from home thing, so many of us, pretty much all of us are used to now. I, some people have gone back to work, um, that work desk in more desk environments, but a lot of people are still working from home and a lot of people in the space that we're from definitely are working from home. So it's nice to be comfortable, but without wearing the leggings or the sweatpants or the pajama pants, because you do still want to feel a little bit more elevated during the day, but realistic wearing constrictive jeans, working from your desk all day, probably isn't the most comfortable always. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So, okay. Well, now that we've talked a little bit about style, that kind of leads me to wanting to ask you some questions about working together last summer. Um, We worked together a year ago already, which is amazing to me. Would you be willing to share a little bit about where you were at with your personal style a year ago and what prompted you to reach out for a discovery call with me? Of course. Yeah. So it's funny because this is pretty much exactly, I mean, it's a little, yeah, it's like pretty much exactly a year. And I was just thinking about that today as I was looking in my closet, I was like, wow, I need to do, I need to do the closet revamp again. (laughs) Um, It's about that time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's nice because it's changing of the seasons too. So it's just like, you know, two in one, but yeah. So last year where I was, was a bit different. Um, from where I am now in multiple ways. But one was I was kind of deep in a healing journey. I still am. I still am. I mean, I feel like we'll always be on some sort of journey, but I'm still, I'm still on it. And, but, but where I was before was I had, I had made a lot of progress and I had got to this point where I felt like 
okay, like this is a landmark. This is something that I really want to remember. And this is where I really want to shift my energy more so because I've been doing a lot of brain rewiring mindset work and a lot of physical healing. And I wanted it to, I wanted to express it. And I didn't feel like my clothes where I was at that point did that for me. And although I've always had kind of like a little bit of an interesting style, um, (laughs) I think people who are close to me would say, you know, interesting, slightly confusing, yet intriguing is usually what I get. (laughs) I love that. Um, (laughs) um, I was like, you know what, when I saw your, you know, Instagram, and I don't remember exactly how I found you. I think it was maybe through Christina Rice or some, someone else talking about it, maybe Sinead, um, who are just people in our space, but basically you were getting around and I was seeing it and I was so excited about it because I was like, wow, like this is something that I wanted my whole life. And it just so happened that at that point in my journey, it just felt like, okay, I don't want to put any more energy, money, time, like into my quote unquote healing right now. Like I want to do something for me. I want to do something fun. That's like really an expression of me. And I've always been one for expression. Like I was always into the arts and that kind of thing. And so applying that to my own style was just so enticing to me. So that's kind of where I was and why I decided to work with you. That's so, that's so interesting too, because I think that coming from also a a background with chronic illness myself and being on a long healing journey, my personal style took a complete backseat. I felt so disconnected from it. I think it's so common when you're so focused on these healing protocols and just trying to feel better at a baseline that the outward stuff takes more of a backseat, but the embodiment of having the outsides reflect all of the incredible, impressive and hard work that you've been putting into healing your body and just feeling better to have that embodiment piece, that outward expression usually comes towards the end but it also feels so celebratory because it really is when you can kind of see that transformation when you go, when you start on a healing journey and how it's evolved over time, because it is such a long and sometimes it feels like never ending road. And I love that you noted that it's never going to be completely done, but I'm ready to celebrate myself now. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, and you signed up for my signature styling package, my energy restyling package, Mm -hmm. which had the style coaching and the personal shopping, the Pinterest board, the style guide, and, um, the style session where we put together all of the outfits at the end. When you like signed up for that program, what were you hoping to walk away with after working with me through all of those components? Yeah, that's a great question. So Essentially, what I wanted out of it was to be introduced to things that I hadn't that I hadn't been familiar with, basically. So I had like a couple ideas of what I liked to wear and what I didn't like to wear, but I really wanted to like get outside the box a little bit, and I wanted to just hand it to someone <laughs> as 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 maybe bad as that sounds. I just didn't. I had been so frustrated with it, with the whole thing of like buying clothes and like I didn't like shopping. I never have. And it was always like kind of a 
not brutal, but just not the funnest experience for me, especially as my body was like changing through different like protocols, as you said, and like the whole like health revamping process, like your body changes. And so I wanted someone from the outside to be like, okay, let me give you a third party view of what I see in terms of what your strengths are, like, what can we highlight? What can we play up instead of kind of me looking through my own eyes? Because I have been doing that my whole life, (laughs) obviously. And I wanted someone who was really good at what they did to kind of see me for what I, what my potential was in terms of what I could wear. And I really wanted, I wanted that to come from someone else. And I found that where I had gotten my style to at that point was kind of like where I was going to go. Like, unless I really spent a lot of more time like shopping and stuff, like I didn't really see myself kind of um, improving anything. Like it just kind of seemed like a little bit of a dead end at that point. And I felt like I was really ready for something fresh and new. And so the idea that you like as a stylist, as an astrologer, could put those pieces together for me, not just in terms of like what my body shape is like, but what really like my essence is in terms of, you know, my sign and my human design and all of that. I was just like, hands down. Yes. Like this is exactly what I've always wanted. And if I remember correctly, you're a generator. So it sounds like you might've had that instant response of like, yes, I need to team up with someone and work on this together rather than keep shooting on my own in the dark. And I, I love what you said, because I think that's also what a lot of us get in our own way about it's, we have our own baggage for lack of a better word of how we see ourselves. Sometimes we have that inner critic, that inner voice. And when your body's been going through weight fluctuations, um, just ups and downs with feeling good it is so hard to know what even feels good or looks good anymore. And having someone who is a stylist who can give you that third party perspective can really help just get the wheels turning. Because what I noticed about our, our time together was that as soon as we started the process and we got the questionnaire, got your, your style reading, your astrology reading for style, we got your Pinterest board going you were like, immediately I could see, it's like, I could see the wheels turning where you were like, Oh, I do like this. Ooh, I do like that. But it's almost like we forget these things. We forget what lights us up until there can be like a third person in the mix that can kind of help bring that stuff back to life. Yes, totally. Totally. Couldn't agree more. And so with your healing journey and, and just kind of where you were at when we were working together, how, how was that impacting your body image in any way? Was it impacting the way you were dressing at that time and how you wanted to dress? <laughs> yes. In like yeah. the biggest way. And yeah. I think that that was, I mean, body, I mean, I can just go there. Body image was a huge part of my healing journey. I had multiple um, kind of flavors of how body image impacted me, but the kind of baseline was always insecurity around my shape, but it kind of manifested in different ways that were also, you know, not healthy, but it was part of my part of my path and part of my process. But it was something that I felt was being um, kind of amplified by my style, like my, my kind of insecurity around weight fluctuations, but also 
um, more like deep rooted insecurity, regardless of what my body looked like, it was being kind of upplayed by how I chose to dress. And so that was another reason why I was like, okay, I can go at this from kind of two directions. Like I can, I can really like treat myself like I want to in terms of like how I dress myself. And it kind of had a, it had like a backwards effect because usually what you think about is like, you have to, um, you know, build your confidence first and like do that kind of internal work first and then do like the style is like a manifestation of that. But I, I find that it can work both ways and I definitely did it both ways as well. So I think that, yeah, body image was a huge part for me and something I was so pleasantly surprised with through our process together, because even though I wasn't finished, quote unquote, my healing and like my body was still changing, I felt I felt happy in the way that it was then. And I felt like how I was dressing was really um, it, it was like dressing to like my my beauty and it wasn't dependent on on how my body was looking in that specific day, you know, and I think that's a lot of the frustration for women too, is because when you do have fluctuations, it's like, you just kind of throw your hands up in the air because how are you supposed to buy anything when you're healing, you know, but you made that so much more accessible for me. Yeah. I I love that because it's, it's so often people wait until they're ready to feel good, to allow themselves to work on their style or to dress up or to buy new things. And it really does go both ways. I think that it can be that nice, beautiful embodiment piece. That is that inner reflection of the work and it's the confidence outward reflection piece. But so much of it is dressing the part, fake it till you make it. What are the pieces we can bring in now that make you feel good today? Exactly where you're at. It's like finding that that moment of acceptance in the now and that you're good enough. You're more than good enough and more than worthy enough now to have clothes on your body that make you feel good, especially on the days that you don't feel good, especially on the days that you're still not there yet. Um, and then it continues to evolve. And so, so instead of waiting, it's like, no, I'm worthy of this process. Now I'm worthy of feeling good now. And then what magically ends up happening is when you start putting a little intention into dressing the part, faking it till you make it all of a sudden you do feel better because you don't realize it was just such a piece that was, that was not turned on that it all works together and helps you, your body to actually feel better, feel more worthy, feel more loved. And then it can relax more and do its healing work. And then you're just feeling more good on a confidence and outward level. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think that that's so true. Um, like with my own experience, like through the styling package that we did was like, it really was kind of both sides of the coin, like you were saying, but I think even more so for me, it was kind of like proving it to myself and this kind of my nervous system, (laughs) like background is kind of coming through here, but it was this idea that I don't have to kind of go to the extreme when it comes to dressing myself a certain way. Like, and with you, I really felt like it was such a sustainable change that I could really build upon versus the changes that I had made before seemed sort of extreme. Like one day I would dress like top notch and then, you know, like the next day wouldn't feel good. So then I wouldn't really dress like 
well at all. You know, it was kind of like the way that you did it with me was more so like, how can we create a style for you that feels safe enough for you to step into right now and that you can build from? Not something that like, okay, let's completely change everything. And like, you're going to dress up five days a week now in heels, you know, like yeah, it was completely <laughs> not realistic. I think yeah. that's such an important part to remember too, because it has to feel like it matches your lifestyle. I will never style someone for a lifestyle that it does not match their daily routine. That's why in the questionnaire and the console, it's such an important part for me to understand what, how you work, what your daily routine is, what yeah. your social life is like, what you like to do on your off time, because I'm not going to be shopping for you and all these dress up clothes that you're, are just going to hang in your closet and maybe they're beautiful, but they don't do anything for your day-to-day life. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that it's, it's so helpful to approach style, not as this like ma- like drastic makeover, but rather as an extension of where you're already at and just kind of elevating it a little bit and making you feel good, but without completely changing your, your deal and your personality. Yeah. Yeah. And like the consistency piece to me is just as important, you know, instead of like operating in those highs and lows when it comes to style, like that consistency of like finding a place that feels good. That's just a little bit of a stretch towards the place that you want to be was that was what seemed like the golden key for me. Yes. And I do like to stretch my clients with their style, maybe pick some things that they wouldn't normally gravitate towards. What is something that comes to mind when we work together? Some pieces I I might've picked. What? Tell me. I might know too. The shoes. Oh, that wasn't what I was going to say. The shoes. I love those shoes. And I would have never, ever, ever chosen them. They like for people to know what I'm talking about. Basically they're they're like wedge or like platform sandals. Yeah, they're I like guess. they're like mule wedges. Yeah. Like they're yeah. the black with like the chunky heel. Yeah. And if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know what they look like because I film them all the time now. <laughs> but but I love them. And I was that was the thing where I was like I've never worn anything like that before, but I thought it looked so cool. And I, it's like the thing that I got from our, from our package that I love the most for sure. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That that's so cool to hear. And you know, one thing about a pick like that was I wanted you to have something that felt a little more dressy without it being something where it feels like you can't wear every day because the thing with those shoes is they can be dressed up. They can be dressed down. Mm -hmm. They can be paired with jeans just as much as they could be paired with a skirt or a dress. So it's, they're really versatile and our shopping together in general, it was a, um, a short list, but it was very intentional. You wanted pieces that fell within your budget that also had some sustainability to them. So some of the pieces we picked out had that sustainability piece, which I love that you called that out and being an earth lover. I just thought that was so cool that you called that out. And then you also, um, had some gift cards for some local boutiques where you lived and you asked me if we could use some of those for the shopping. And I had never done that before. I usually shop on kind of the more, uh, name brand retailers that everyone's familiar with. But when you mentioned that, I was like, of course I want to work with that. And so we were able to work with your budget and then find that mixture of pieces that 
hit all of those different boxes to build a wardrobe that's really unique for where you are coming from and where you're at. Yeah. Wait, I'm curious what you thought the stretchy piece was. Oh, I well, the pants, because you mentioned them Oh yeah. at the beginning during the icebreaker questions. And then also I remember during our style session, you between the jumpers and the the pants, you were just like freaking out about how finally having like comfortable things that <laughs> yeah. weren't just the same leggings or sweatpants that you were used to wearing at home. Yes, totally. I wear those those pants all the time. And I, w- I think they go really well with the shoes too. So it was just really nice how a lot of the pieces that I got really tied together, but they also tied with other things in my wardrobe. So yes. And I always like to spend a little bit of time in the closet when we first start working together. So I can get a sense of your existing wardrobe and the pieces that you, you love today before you're doing the closet cleanse and getting rid of stuff. So I can get a sense of colors that you like styles that you like. And then when I build out my pieces that I'm shopping for, for you, I'm keeping in mind some of those components that you already have, because I think a closet that's built really intentionally where the pieces can work together is just going to, again, offer you so much more longevity than if I were to just pick a bunch of things, random colors, and then you're going to have to buy more stuff to make everything work together. So I think having a smaller wardrobe that kind of just flows and feels more intentional is you're going to get so much more happiness out of than a larger wardrobe, but it's all over the place. Yes, totally agree. Yeah. So what was the hardest part of the process working together. If you can think back, we had the closet console, we did the style reading, the mm. Pinterest board. We, I, you did the closet cleanse on your own. I gave you some guided instructions. Was there a part of the process that felt difficult for you? Um, I don't think I would say it was super difficult, but I think it took like the most time was the well, you put stuff on the Pinterest board, but then I also added my own stuff to the Pinterest board. And I think that I was really, I just really wanted to be invested in the process. And so I spent a good amount of time on that. And yeah. um, I think that that was the most, I guess that was the most challenging part of it. And then also, um, I guess also with, you know, most of the time, I assume you're ordering for people online, so you'll get things shipped to you. And and of course, like sizing can't be guaranteed. So I guess, you know, that's always kind of presents a challenge, um, just depending if you're not familiar with your sizing for a certain brand or, you know, that kind of thing. So I had a couple things that, you know, I needed to like slightly adjust sizes on. But other than that, I, I don't, I didn't think anything was super challenging. It was mostly a really fun process. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. The Pinterest does take a bit of time. I think I really like when the clients do invest their time with me on the Pinterest board. So I'm not just picking things that I like or think that will work for you when it becomes more collaborative. That's how I'm able to really dial in on where your style is trying to go. So I love that you were able to invest the time. And I think the trial and error process, it's like if we're shopping in person, you're in a dressing room trying stuff on, you usually don't buy everything that you try on. 
when you're shopping virtually, same thing goes, but it can be more of a hassle because of the online returns and all of that. And I like to always recommend if you're in, in between sizes on the size charts, every brand and size chart seems to be different across the board. Order a couple of sizes. While I know that sounds time intensive, that's going to ensure you can really get a sense of, is this the right piece? Because sometimes if it's the wrong size, you don't like it. But if it's the right size, actually you love it. And it's just hard to know without ordering a couple of sizes. So being willing to invest in that part of the process will serve you in the end. Um, I'm curious though, if there were any emotional triggers that came up, because that comes up for me a lot with clients when we're especially looking at maybe clothes that you were parting with or just things around again, body image and, and clothes that you're trying on. Did it bring up any emotional triggers? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, when you go into this kind of process, you're kind of opening the doors to that because I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people honestly avoid this sort of thing, avoid buying clothes, avoid trying on new things because they don't want to be disappointed. And I completely I completely understand that. And I feel the same way. I mean, I think we've all had that kind of sinking feeling before where we're just like, okay, I'm just not up to this today. Um, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that, you know, I think if someone's listening and they're going to be working with you, I think that they have to kind of ask themselves if they're ready to open the door to that. And I think that if you're going into it thinking that it's going to be this seamless flowery experience where everything you try on looks fabulous and, you know, everything you get rid of was totally easy to let go of. I don't think that that's as realistic, you know, maybe some people have that experience, but it just, it wasn't completely mine. Like I wouldn't say that it was like a a really like harsh emotional challenge for me, but I will say that there were times that I did feel, you know, disappointed, you know, in certain things or like, not even like the clothes themselves, just more so just coming back to this mentality of I have like an imperfect relationship with my body image and that's where it stands today. And I'm going to show up for myself anyway. And I know that I may feel differently in 10 minutes. Like that is the nature of like how we feel about ourselves every single day. You know, like that's just, that's just, moving through nervous system states, that's just moving through life. And so I think going into it with that kind of mentality where I'm showing up for myself and I, I love who I am. And even if I don't feel like that right now, I'm going to choose me every time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is the most powerful kind of way to go about it. And something that I really tried to stand in as I was, you know, stretching myself, trying on things that didn't fit sometimes. And like, you know, just navigating that process, that is what I came back to you as my anchor. That's beautiful, Lily. I love that because it it's something that I like to always really be upfront about when I work with someone is you are, it's not a maybe, you are going to get emotionally triggered. I, I will be triggering you, not because I want to be, but because our bodies and dressing is such a emotionally charged thing. And so in order to be able to be willing to peel back the layers and look at some of that, it is going to come up during the process, sometimes more than others, depending on where you're at. But, you know, 
being willing to just ride the waves of it and know that there are many states within it. And it, you, I don't know about you, but I can try on something one day and I love it. The next day I can try it on. And I think it looks awful on me. It really is this like thing where our minds play tricks on us. We're also programmed and conditioned to as, as women too, to feel bad about our bodies a lot, be more self-conscious of them. And so all of that narrative is going into play behind the scenes, whether we realize it or not. And oftentimes working with me on your style, it brings a lot of that up. And I just think it's such an important part to speak to because there's such an opportunity for healing within that too. I think that when we first started working together towards the end, I noticed a huge shift in your overall essence and your vibrancy and just how you lit up on the screen from the initial consult or the discovery call even to the style session where we're putting together the outfit. So if you're willing and able to tough it through that process of that being emotionally triggered and, and looking at that stuff, it provides this beautiful opportunity for healing so that you can elevate to the next level and, and feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think just letting go of the need to have like a perfect relationship with your body was like something that I was practicing too throughout the process because yeah, some days I thought I looked great. And then like you said, like the next day it's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? (laughs) Um, and just knowing that like that it's just, it's part of it. And we're like, we just, we're gonna like have this imperfect relationship with our bodies where we want to like love ourselves, but we are simultaneously being fed this programming that, you know, we have to look a certain way. So it's like natural to want to change your body, but also want to accept and love yourself at the same way. And, or at the same time, rather, And just accepting kind of that messiness and just like choosing yourself regardless. Yes. Accepting the messiness. It's always going to feel messy. I think that's a beautiful way to put it. Um, On that note though, did you have a part of the process that was your favorite that you feel like really lit you up and made you feel the most excited? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you get like a couple new things that just really work, I mean, that's so exciting. And I mean, that was for me too. So I happened to do it like end of spring. So I was going into summer with some new outfits and it was just like, it was so nice like to have that moving into the summer because I just wore them all the time and just like did different combinations often with the pieces that you got me. And I mean, obviously that part to me was I'm sure that's most people's favorite when they actually like get stuff that works and feel good in it, you know, that kind of thing. And I mean, I got a lot of comments too from people who, you know, knew me previously and just knew I was working with you and were just super impressed by the pieces that you chose and how great I looked in it all. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. But, you know, I think, you know, not to, I'm sure some of the pieces have been wonderful, not to discredit my own work, but I think so much of when people are complimenting us, don't you think they're noticing your energy shift more than anything? They're noticing how much you feel good in these clothes. And then they're like, I love that shirt because they're, they're loving 
how vibrant you look in that shirt, how you've come to life wearing that shirt because you're feeling so good on the inside. And I think that's what this work for me is all about is like helping you get that shift of energy that other people are noticing and gravitating towards. It's, it's like very addictive. People want parts of those qualities. Everyone wants to feel good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's such a good point because I mean, you can see the same shirt on multiple different people, but there's that one person that you're like, wow, that looks really good. You know, and it's probably nothing about their body. It's probably the way that they're looking at you or the way they're walking or how they're holding themselves, you know, like their energy, like what you were saying. Yeah. I think that that is really the basis of, of it. Yeah. And a testament to your own work and how much effort you put into the process and your healing journey and just, you know, your intention that you set from the beginning of just wanting to feel more confident and grounded and, Mm -hmm. um, inspired by your clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now when we're looking at today or this, you know, since we've worked together this past year, do you feel like your style has evolved? What does your style look like today? And has your dialogue with your wardrobe shifted? Yeah, I think so. So uh, I think I'm kind of still on the trajectory that we kind of mapped out for me at that point last year, but Um, I have got a few pieces because basically when, whenever you, if you're listening to this and you choose to do it, like the styling package, you'll probably do it for the season that you're about to step into. So that leaves the other seasons available for, you know, revamping. And I think that this winter I was able to, um, use like the style guide that you gave me and, um, ask for certain things for Christmas and like do some shopping on my own. And I think that, yeah, it's really like heading in the direction that we originally, um, kind of mapped out for me, but it was just nice being able to shop, you know, for the other seasons as well to kind of round out my wardrobe. And I really need to redo it right now. (laughs) I really need to do like a whole like cleansing clean out of it. Do like the energy thing again, because I'm feeling like the heaviness in there. And I, I know that there are things that I'm missing that I'm forgetting about. And so I'm excited to, to do that and do another clean out. I also really like to have like a minimal wardrobe, which is something that made more sense when you told me about my generator tendency to really just need the, almost like the bare bones of what really lights me up and anything extra just doesn't feel, it just feels like clutter to me. Um, So being kind of cutthroat with that, like I got rid of so much stuff last year and this year, and I I wasn't ever the kind of person to have like a ton of clothes. Like I just, I didn't, but even for me, everyone was like, you're not going to have anything to wear. I'm like, trust me, like I have enough to wear. Um, But I'm looking forward to doing that again this year. And I think that's an important point. The closet cleansing process and, and why I provide all of the the guide for that process is so that going forward, you can do them on a regular basis. I recommend doing them at least once a year. We accumulate things over a year's time, season to season. We're buying new things each season. And then some of our favorite pieces, because we're not, they're not in season that they get shoved to the back of our closet. We forget about them. As soon as things start to feel heavy or just overwhelming, that's always that indication that it's time to do another cleanse. And I also think to your point, my ultimate goal working with 
each and every client is to empower you to be able to do the style, um, personal shopping for yourself going forward so that I help map out the foundation and the roadmap, the guide I offer, you know, the helpful color palette and silhouettes that work with your body shape and, um, shopping resources and stuff like that. But overall it's like, empowering you to take the wheel and to let your style evolve the way you want it to go going forward. And then I'm always here if you need a little refresh, but a lot of times I love to just let my clients go off and let their style just become this like beautiful evolvement on their own based on what we learn together, working together. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I feel like that has happened for me. I was so excited to use the style guide this year. And I like prompted people because my mom usually gets me stuff for Christmas. Like she usually tends to gravitate towards gifting clothing. And so I really wanted, um, I was just prompting her to look at the websites that you gave me because I love (laughs) that they're, you know, sustainable. And I know that overall the style really works for me of those sites. So I'm so happy that guide is still getting used and is helpful for, that's such a good idea to give it to people that are shopping for you for gifts. I love that. Yeah. It's a good way to repurpose it. Um, so I would love to transition a little bit and just talk about your business and what you're up to now. Um, you are a Reiki practitioner and an intuitive guide. Tell me all about it. Like, what are you up to? How do you work with clients? And what is it like working with you? Of course. Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about it. So, yes, I am a Reiki practitioner. I am working on a master level training right now. Um, and and yes, I call myself an intuitive guide because I think even more so than a Reiki practitioner, kind of my essence is this guide, really. I help people explore different options for themselves. And really what I try to do most with my clients is help them step into their their uniqueness. And I try to be an expander in that way. And I think that whenever I work with clients, it feels like a journey. It feels like this adventure, this explorative kind of journey that I'm guiding them through, but really they're discovering themselves on a really deep level. And we do this through energy work because you know I am a practitioner of that. And I think that it's so helpful to work on the energetic plane when we're trying to make these more, I guess, tangible uh, shifts in our life. But I also do a lot of body work. So you mentioned earlier, I, I do a lot with the nervous system. It kind of was the missing piece for me in my own healing journey. And I kind of stumbled upon it, upon the whole kind of nervous system healing space really inadvertently. I wasn't really looking for it at all. And when I started implementing a more nervous system-based approach to change, to change essentially in my life, that's when I started to feel more healing. And before I started implementing more nervous system-based practices into my life, I felt like I was really gripping and grasping on to the new identity I had created, the new mindset shifts or the new beliefs I had created, I felt like I was kind of constantly gripping onto those things, feeling like they were slip, they would slip, slip away if I didn't keep up with, with my mindset work, with my brain rewiring, whatever it was that I was working on. And 
with the nervous system work, I found that everything started to make sense. The reasons why things weren't shifting for me before, all the answers seemed to be revealed through that body of work. And to be completely honest, the first thing that I dove into with myself and with my clients when I first stepped into this work with the nervous system was body image and self-love and how the nervous system has so many keys that aren't common knowledge when it comes to our relationship with ourselves and the thoughts that we have about ourselves. And for me, that was just, oh, wow. Like It was so groundbreaking because it just really explained everything that I had always kind of struggled with and, and hadn't been able to quote unquote fix until I found that body of work. So I really love to incorporate the nervous system with my clients. I think that it's foundational. I don't, I don't think you can do deep healing without it. And the somatics of it are just as important. So the embodiment piece, I also teach clients. And really, if I was to sum up what I do is I help people discover themselves. I help them step into their uniqueness. And I do it in a really fun and empowering way. Mm. I think the nervous system work you do, that's a often overlooked component. I think you stumbled on something really important there. I know for me, I've definitely gravitated towards a lot of the different modalities, um, energy, healing, spiritual practices, meditation, grounding myself. But if we're not looking at how we're speaking to ourselves, how that's being internalized, how that might be putting our body into fight or flight, um, just based on what we're watching on TV, what we're watching on social media, what we're telling ourselves, the inner dialogue we're having, how we internalize conversations with others. That's often so overlooked. We don't even think about how that might be impacting our overall body performance, relaxation, and, and just, you know, ease with our bodies. So that's a really, um, interesting part that you picked up on. Are you able to do nervous system work virtually, or do you work with your clients one-on-one in person? All of my practices and sessions and containers are virtual as of now. Um, so yes, yes, you can. Uh And I guess the first thing that I always do with clients is basically like a safety inventory. So what feels safe in your life? And this, this may not, again, kind of what I was saying with a third, like the third party with, with you being able to look at me and kind of see me from a new perspective, I can look at clients in that way too. So when they describe to me what they do on a day-to-day basis, I can really kind of pick out where you're telling your system that you are, or are not safe. And this comes down to way back to my roots around disordered eating and making sure that we're nourishing ourselves properly because a lot of people don't think about this, but if you aren't nourishing yourself properly, that is a constant signal of stress and and the lack of safety. And so I love, I love, 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 love starting with the basics with clients. So looking at nutrition, looking at hydration, I have such a passion for hydration. Oh my gosh. Um, hydration, electrolyte balance. Yeah. Yeah. Overlooked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hydration, um, becoming more connected with nature is probably the number one most regulating 
thing we can do for ourselves. And if we don't have that connection with nature, it's actually a stress for us. Um, so I love kind of weeding through clients' day-to-day life and picking out the things that are so, so simple to change for really internal regulation and full body feeling of safety that we can kind of build off of from there. That makes sense. And it's, it's honestly often the most simple things that are being overlooked when we're thinking about why we're not feeling good. Yeah. We're not conditioned to live the way that we're living now. Our ancestors didn't have cell phones. They didn't sit inside all day on computer screens for work and on their phones at night to connect with people. And those have long-term ramifications. The simple things of getting out in nature every day, getting outside, moving your body, hydrating yourself, getting nourishing meals rather than the overly processed junk that a lot of people are eating. It's like, it's amazing if you just incorporate those things and those things alone, you can start feeling better at a baseline and then start adding in the other layers. Right. Yeah. Well, Lily, this has been such a great conversation with you. So well-rounded. Thank you for sharing so much of your experience working with me. And I love getting to hear about how you work and I just love everything that you're up to. Please um, share a little bit about where people can find you if they'd like to connect with you after this episode and what are some of your current offerings? Sure. Yeah. So Mostly I'm on, on Instagram and Telegram. I also have an email list, but you can find me at Lily Fanock and then it's an underscore. I think that's what it's called. It's like that little dash at the bottom. Um, that's my Instagram handle. And then from there, you can get on my email list and my Telegram. Kind of that's like the hub for all of my other lists and resources. And then in terms of services, right now I'm doing energy healing circles all summer long. I'm doing one per month this summer. June is already sold out. July is like halfway full. So that's kind of a great introductory service. If you're interested in energy work and how that kind of can help you, I would start there. And then my signature program is a three-month mentorship. It's a private coaching container and we work together for those three months in a one-to-one space. And this is really about a deep dive into your uniqueness self-discovery. We go over your astrology, your human design. We heal your nervous system. It's designed to be really a package for you to discover who you are at a deep, deep level. So that is my signature program. And then you can also get a one-on-one session with me just for energy healing, which all of that is in the link in my bio and my Instagram. Okay, perfect. Well, I will put a link to your bio and your email in the show notes so people can find you quickly and easily. But I think your program offerings sound amazing, especially the mentorship. It sounds like such a great, unique offering and can really help a lot of people. Thank you for doing the work you do and being the beautiful person that you are. Thanks again for coming on the show. I will talk to you later. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Bye.